What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. We have an awesome conversation. Real quick, before we get to the guests, I want to do a few housekeeping things. First, let's thank our sponsors. Big shout out to Strange Donuts. If you're in the St. Louis area, if you like donuts, you have to go to Strange Donuts. Hands down the coolest motherfucking donut spot in the city. They got three locations in St. Louis, Kirkwood, Creefcore, Maplewood, and then just across the river in Illinois, you can go to Edwardsville, Illinois, and check out that fourth spot. They're always doing some sort of fun, cool, special donut, uh, usually a different one every weekend, but all throughout the month, they're doing amazing delicious specialty donuts uh the 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 menu changes kind of month by month anytime you stop in there you will not be disappointed i guarantee it tell them that we sent you you will be glad that you did go check them out today strange donuts we're also brought to you by imposed will imposed will is my company go check us out at imposedwill.com we have a full line of apparel we just dropped our winter collection go check it out we got hoodies and joggers and hats and all the good shit we're also hosting all of the show goods and apparels so if you want a coffee mug that you see here on the show if you want to get a hoodie uh t-shirts all that good shit we're hosting everything there on the website so go check us out imposedwill.com Last thing before we get to our guests, I just want to say, guys, if you're getting value out of the show, do me a favor, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, share it, subscribe, tell a friend, all of these things, it helps us, and I can't thank you enough. Uh, it just, you know, I need you guys to share the show to help it grow. So we're in this together. So if you are getting value, just share the show. I really appreciate it. All right, let's get to today's guest. I'm sitting down with Devin Anderson. Devin's dabbled in some pro wrestling. He's fought MMA. He is a veteran. He's just a very interesting guy. Whenever I first met Devin, he was known as Ace Anderson. And I've seen him kind of go through this evolution where he was Ace and then he wasn't. And he was Devin. And it was just kind of confusing. So I just wanted to talk to him. He's a super nice guy. Um, I think he's a bit mis misunderstood. So I wanted to... to get to know him and get his perspective and, and figure out who is Devin Anderson. And I think we did just that. It was a, a, a bit of a heavy conversation, so get get ready for that. But it, it, I, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it very much. So without any further ado, let's gain some perspective with Devin Anderson. All right, Mr. Devin. <laughs> Dude, when you made that post about uh, how like this, there was like this whole list of rules, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. At first, like, because you made a couple of those posts, and the first one, I was like, "Is that serious?" I'm like, "No, it's not serious." Because like, as I read down the list, I'm like, "Oh, this is hilarious. That was so funny." Do you like the reaction? What was the reaction that you got off of that? That that uh, so. Mr. Devin, uh, there's a it's a funny story behind that. Yeah, what is um, it? So at work when we went remote, uh, 
my my boss he he was or our manager was gone for he had a family emergency that like left him out of the office for 16 days yeah and um the joke was like whenever he was out of the office like everyone would come to me because uh you know i'd be the most experienced on the team or whatever you know Mm -hmm. um so i'd be kind of like running it but in assisting yeah so uh, i'd be like all right i'm you know, I'm Mr. Devin now since oh. you know, I'm doing Jared's job. and Yeah, you put on uh, the boss hat. Yeah, but uh, it was called the sports coat. Okay, so just hear me out. So in pro wrestling, there's this character named Brody Lee. And uh, when he was in WWE, he was Luke Harper. And he was like this uh, dark follower. He didn't talk at all. And when he came to uh, AEW, he got to be himself, and mm-hmm. he's great on the mic if you follow his work. Buddy and Lee, you say? Brody Lee. Brody Lee. Brody Lee. He passed away in December, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it was a non-COVID long issue. But uh, he had this Mr. Brody character, and it was basically just like this comedic yet, uh, oh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, Mr. Bro- keep, uh, Brody Lee, me. and uh, it was just like this stern. Uh, dickhead boss like clearly a ripoff of like Vince McMahon the way he dresses and he was just like an asshole but it made you laugh and uh, it was great so I would put on the sports coat and be like because I had the man bun and the beard and I was like yeah he has a massive beard I was like 267 at the time this was before I got back so I'd be Mr. Devin you know remote so whenever they Skype me or or, you know hit me up on Skype I would put like hold on if this is a Mr. Devin question you know I put that on put and I would just turn around and I'd be in character and that was Mr. Devin yeah that's so So when I was so fast forward I'm I'm being told hey you have to come back to the office and I was like wait a minute I'm not no I don't have to like I'm I'm good home thank you for mm-hmm. the recommendation and they're like no and I was like all right that's it if I'm coming back to the office you get 24/7 Mr. Devin I'm like please just understand that and then he was like uh, what and I cuz he knew who Mr. Devin was and mm-hmm. I was like I'm I'm going to be Mr. Devin right fucking now if this is for real Jared I'm Mr. Devin right fucking now and he's like I'm telling you you're coming back to the office here's a date if you have a problem with it, take it to, you know, and I was, and that was, and I was like, he didn't say I couldn't be Mr. Devin. So <laughs> I went ahead and I found the sports coat and I was like, that's it. So I started slowly introducing Mr. Devin and, uh, I just came off my loss, uh, you know, in MMA and, uh, you know, I was, I just needed something, you know, the whole captain gimmick, that just was another thing from work when, uh, I got like my boss, I didn't want to work one day and I was trying to leave. I just had a really bad anxiety attack. And he was like, yeah, we're all the captains of our own ship. And then he just started, and that just kind of stuck with me. And I was like, so you think I'm a captain now? <laughs> and he was like, uh, what? So and that's I, what I heard. And I was like, no, can, can you call, can you call me captain now? And he was like, all right, Cap, go back. To, I was like, yes. So that was like my identity. And, you know, I, I took it. I bought a captain's hat. And I was like, no, I'm a captain. Because, like, at that time, I left MMA again. Mm-hmm. And I started, you know, at my current job. And, and I was I took it seriously and got married and so on and so on. So I was like, I'm this kid. So everybody at work was like, hey, Cap, hey, Cap. And then I evolved. Like, I got in shape. And, like, you look like Captain America now. And then they're like, you don't look like Fat Thor anymore. You look like Captain America. So uh, it was just, you know, a character change. So Mr. Devin trying to bring it into the boxing world clearly did not work out and like i also use like comedy um i got i got like really sick back in back in april and 
I had stomach issues and it was like the most like hell that I went through. And before that, I got really motivated to lose all this weight because I came up with like this captain gimmick. Like I decided to take the captain gimmick. I wasn't, I had no intention of coming back to MMA. I was actually trying to work a pro wrestling match with, uh, Kev, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but he's a good friend. And I was trying to work a, a pro wrestling match with Kevin Lee Davidson. And that's what inspired me, you know, starting the FKLD campaign. I don't know if you remember that. And uh, I didn't see that. And I got these like tank tops made. And then, oh. um, <laughs> I, uh, but I did, did people take that serious when you did that? A lot of people did. Like they, they didn't realize what you people, were trying to do. People don't know how to take me and I'm okay with that. And then, you know, yeah. um, so I, I, I started the weight loss thing because, again, back to stomach issues, I was having, like, what I thought was just bad acid reflux. So so the stomach issues came after you had already lost a whole bunch of no, weight? Or it, this, it, is, it, this is what so I'm, prompted you to lose the weight? Yeah, so at this point, I'm, like, two, 276. Like, I'm eating sushi, like, six times a week. I'm making the good money where I can do that. I'm guzzling sodas and energy drinks and life is good i just bought a house i don't care if i'm fat you know yeah this is stupid and uh next thing you know i started like just getting stomach acid like all the time and like starting to throw up all the time and then it started to hurt to like use the restroom and then just one thing led to another so they were like all right we're gonna do a colonoscopy they went in there they did some things like everything they found like a couple things they took them out and they went from there and then it was, uh, they they just, okay, I'm trying, okay, so now we're, so, okay, so then they asked me, to, we're going to put you on a diet, and we're going to, you know, go from there and see what happens. So mm-hmm. I reached out to, at that time, it was like a sign from God, my friend Candace, she was, started this like, hey, if you want to do a three-week weight loss competition, uh, hit me up. And I was like, okay doctors want me to lose weight like carrie wants me to take this seriously because like when i'm constantly like having stuff going on and i don't know what's going on and it just feels like razors are playing ping pong down there i I, my family's going to get concerned i'm going to get concerned so i took this seriously lost the weight and then i was like okay so i can't get motivated to lose the weight to see what's going on in my life so i'm just gonna start calling out Kev on social media and I'll just get motivated to work a pro wrestling match. So that was your motivation to lose weight was to work a pro wrestling match. Right. I was told I had, I know it sounds dumb. I was told like, Hey, we're going to get you like, we're going to see what's going on with your stomach, but you got to work with us. So we need you to lose some weight while you're doing these medications and like all this stuff, scheduling these appointments. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get motivated. And Dude, I, it's hard. Yes. To, especially when you're told to do it. Right. Cause, cause you fought, or like how when did you first kind of enter in like the whole pro wrestling or or even MMA scene like what which came first MMA or wrestling pro wrestling I didn't get officially licensed because I was down in Florida mm-hmm. so pro pro wrestling came first I was actually I tried out for NXT oh really and I got sent home because I didn't fit the bill okay um so. How big were you at that point? You were you were you were a little guy back. Yeah, back no, then, right? I uh, I was like an out of shape two hundred five. Like I've worked, I, I was not in pro wrestling shape, but mm-hmm. I was like, I was yeah two hundred five, and it was one of those things where like I should have totally not done it. I should have like 
actually worked on the actual craft mm. or my body for like a year and a half and yeah it was like eye-opening because i was seeing dudes who were like big as like tall as you like i did not belong like yeah. they like <laughs> i clearly did not belong That's somehow funny. i got to stay the three days like i made the cut they said my mic skills were great mm -hmm. they're like uh you know you have a pro you have a if you want to be a manager you know maybe go out you know get some reps as a manager like you know out there but pro as a pro wrestler that ain't for you because i tried like the whole mma gimmick that's what i brought yeah when i went down there i, I knew nothing about mma i knew nothing you were just trying to just create a persona at the time pretty much and that to to fit in in pro wrestling okay. and i knew mma from watching it and when i was in the military and you know we had this thing like mcmap marine corps martial arts program so i knew like some basic armbar stuff move yeah. nothing near as like what a, like at the time a white belt could whoop my ass so don't think like i was like really good on the ground it's no, just, i, I knew basic saying. stuff yeah and um I was like, I went down there with like the MMA gimmick in mind. Yeah. And I remember Dusty Rhodes is the one that sent me home and he just looked at me and he goes, baby, you got all the passion in the world, baby, but that's not going to work here. Go home and work on your craft, baby. <laughs> and I said, okay. And uh, So he kind of gave you something to focus on. But I took it the wrong way. Oh, really? He wanted me to work on pro wrestling or manager. I went in and I was like, oh, Dusty Rhodes wants me to be an MMA fighter. So that's what he <laughs> wants me to do. So... Then came the MMA. So then they went down that path. Yeah. But it gave you something to focus on, which whenever – my only point is I know, like, for me, um, you know, I, I, you get so used to, like, having that next fight or that mm -hmm. next thing that you're training for to keep you, you know, keep you motivated. Yeah. And when you don't have that, it's fucking hard. Yeah. To be like, oh, man, I got to get up, run, run for what? Train, train for what? So I understand why you're, you're saying, like, yeah, man, I didn't have the motivation. So that's what led me to December was uh... – so after stump after my so fast forward i'm on this diet and mr devin um doing great uh well we've the the kenny fight um man a lot of stuff happened my cousin got murdered oh shit in november so that was thanksgiving of 2020 that's what triggered the kenny fight because i i lost it and uh I, I needed something. I needed something. And uh, I, like, went on an alcoholic rage for, like, you know, that next month. And then I finally reached out to Kane Royer, and he, he answered. Like, we haven't talked in years. And he answered, and I just I said, I need to talk. And he was like, well, just talk to me. And I just started – I don't even remember what I fucking said. I just got off my chest. and Yeah. Then we texted, and then um, he, you know, he trained me privately at my home. Like, at my new home, I have, like, uh, 800 square feet my wife let me have, and I made it a gym. Nice. So, like, he trained me there, and then I got ready for the Kenny fight. And then after the Kenny fight, so I lost in TKO, and I came up spitting up blood and, like, green shit in the middle of the ring. I'm pretty sure I threw up on Kenny at the fight. Tim Francis was the one that stopped it, but, like... My wife was like, you, you need to go get that checked out. So, oh, shit. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. I go to check it out. Uh, they, I, I go to my stomach. Uh, there was a black spot on my stomach. Took it out. Um, but before everything that was going on, I, I called Rob and I was, I, Doniker, and I just kind of explained everything to him. And uh, I, I was like, hey, because when, when I found out what my surgery was going to be, like Shamrock released their 
yearly schedule. <laughs> and I was like, sign from God. And uh, I reached out to Rob. I said, hey, you got December 3rd open? And he's like, Devin, it is uh, fucking June. <laughs> so why we focus on December? And I just was And he was like, okay, yeah, hey, December, that's fine. Yeah. So that's what led to that. Mm. And uh, you, you lost 100 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to lose that? That What was the time frame? You lost it pretty quick, right? Within a year? I'd say within a year. Yeah. What that were, sounds about right. So what were you doing that whole time? Dieting. I hired Freddie Fit, Freddie Krostovarek, okay. um, who was actually like a friend of me growing I, I wouldn't say coming in the MMA world, like a, a friend, friend of me. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, when he took me on, his, he made a Facebook post like, I'm looking to take on a client, la, 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 la. And I reached out to him and I said, hey, this is what's going on with me. Because I like, my life was spiraling out of control when Amy got murdered. You know what I mean? That was like the first like big event on the Killian side that like went down where my grandfather like wasn't around and he didn't really have control. Like, like my grandpa would always like fill us in. Like it's kind of like the patriarch of your family. Right. So this is like the first, that's the first major event with your family where he's not been there. R right. And it was a sp like lack of a better uh, word. It was a spiraling shit show. You know, having I mean? a family member murdered, dude. I mean, that's that's heavy shit. So, <clears throat> sorry, um, fucking yeah, going there. Uh, yeah, it was just a rough time in my life. So Freddie took me on as a client, and uh, I wanted to lose the weight. And I told Freddie, I said, "Look, this is to we're gonna fucking we're gonna fuck up KLD, baby. Like I'm gonna work a pro wrestling match, and then, <laughs> um, and then the fight." And I took the fight. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm glad I took the fight. I probably shouldn't have took the fight. You know, that was the first fight within, like, three years. Yeah. And, um... You done fighting? Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I really regret taking this boxing match. 100%. I had a really bad flare-up, like, three weeks ago. And I'm still bleeding right now. So you have a boxing match coming up? Yeah. When is it? February 5th. Why don't you just pull out? Because a contract's a contract, and I talked a lot of shit, and that's the thing. is like I wasn't talking shit, like disrespecting the motherfucker as like a person. Like it's just I was You're trying to promote it. I was trying to promote it, like be a character. But that's the thing, and like that's the thing that like made me really take a step back recently. Is like I had all this, like I started bleeding, like you know, bad ten days ago, and fucking like that's when. That's when, like, just a cluster form of shit was just brewing. You know, I was back in the office. I didn't really fucking like it. Like, you know, it's... Do you like taking a shit in the office? You know, <laughs> there was a time where um, I used to not want to take shits only in certain places. Right. But I, I'm a little bit more liberal now. Right. <laughs> so it's like imagine knowing like you're going to have like anywhere the fucking Nile River come out, but it's blood. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you'd much rather be at the comfort of your own home. Yeah. So it's yeah. like uh, all this. And that's not playing victim. It's just, you know, saying I'm picky. But it's Well, like, you know, I'm sure it's a hard transition for a lot of people who got used to like working at home mm -hmm. to go back into the office. Yeah. I mean, that's it's much better to be at home. So I. So Freddie took me on. And, you know, I, I just poured my heart out. I just gave him, I just told him what was going on. It wasn't like I was trying to sell him a story. I was just telling him what was going on. And then one thing led to another. And then just most recently, it's like, 
I'm about to be 33 and the world really kind of doesn't know who I am. And like, I'm okay with that, but it's like, do I know who I am? Like, I know what I'm, I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. I know what I need to work on, but it's like, who is Devin as a person? So I, I just need to figure, I need to figure that out because at the rate I'm going at the mindset I was going, I was going to be the next Ric Flair, but I mean that in the wrong way. Because Ric Flair is fucking 77 years old and he's out doing, and this is, I love, I love your podcast. Ric Flair don't need to be doing a fucking podcast. You know why he's doing a podcast? Because he just wants to be out there. His own podcast? Right. His own podcast? Yeah, he has his own podcast. Isn't Ric Flair a raging alcoholic? When I, when I, when I I met him, he was drunk. Yeah, I'll say that. I smelt it off him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's, he's just, he's always on coke and alcohol. He's just, he's just. I don't know about the cut. He's just a wild man. But it's like, uh. It was just like uh, alcohol for sure. It was just like at that at that point, I'm just I'm tired of being self centered. You know, I was making myself centered without even realizing it, mm-hmm. and that's not me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to teach Sammy and Oliver everything I know. I want to be with my wife. Um, I'm scared as fuck, like with this whole stomach shit, because like I've did everything that they fucking asked me to do, bro. You know, and it's like. It's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sorry. Fuck. No, you're man. You're good, man. You're good. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine, you know, having having stomach issues like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, fuck, dude. So Katie, Dr. Katie, she's been a, a blessing with this. Like she's, she's my nutritionist. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that, like, giving me, like, these crazy fucking yummy recipes that... Yeah, I didn't even think of like would even make a concoction of deliciousness, but share. You talking about share? Sorry, isn't isn't? Oh, that... Doctor. Sh- yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Share, share, share. They have the same Shere. last name, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what make sure. Share. Isn't it share? Share. One of those. She rare. Yeah, but but yeah. Doctor Katie. That's yeah. what I have her saved in my Dr. phone. Katie, yeah, Jacob. Um, <clears throat> Doctor Jacob. Yeah. He's cool as hell. Yeah, they're, they're, um, they're, he's they're a big great. baseball guy. Yeah. So. But she's uh, my nutritionist. She's the one that helped me yeah, uh, get down. Smart. And uh, so Freddie and her, I did. I, I still do King Cardio's every morning. What do they have you eaten? So like, we're right now. I'm doing this like the chicken. I, I can have some chicken, um, and I can have uh, some eggs. So right now, I'm having six eggs in the morning and an avocado. And then I'm having a shake later. And then at night after work, I have like four ounces of meat and uh, uh, fucking greens. Mm. Carrie has it prepped when I get home. I don't even know. I just do my thing. And yeah. And you're just eating that every day. Yeah. I was all vegan. And that I was like in the best shape of my life. And I felt great. I was eating like beans and fucking rice yeah. and cheese and these delicious like vegan tacos. And it was awesome. And that that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, things that like really screw me up is like donuts or cakes or breads or wheats. Yeah, oats feel like razor blades. That is literally the best way to excuse me to describe them. Um, yeah, refrain from juices, refined carbohydrates. Right, anything that's gonna really spike expand. Your yeah, yeah. Or, like or expand my stomach or anything. So yeah, it's not a bad move, dude. That stuff's not good for you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I miss pizza. 
Yeah, pizza's a guilty pleasure of mine. I miss mozzarella sticks. Uh, French fries, I like definitely should not have, but yeah. I... Like potatoes, you can't have potatoes. So, I don't know. I don't know what it is about French fries. Maybe it's just because like they're curly fries. I maybe don't, maybe not like a curly. Yeah, fry. but I do cur- like man curly fries. That's my poison. Curly uh, fries yeah. and cherry coke with my shit. Ah, uh, dude, I love fries. Not all fries are created equal. I make fries often, but I just I just cut up a potato and I'll just like bake it. But yeah, if you're getting like a curly fry or some shit like that. That's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do you feel better though, as far as having lost all the weight? Obviously, you so say you're having stomach issues again, but um, the the ju- the biggest joy now is that I can play with my grandkids, man. Like I love those boys. You know what I mean? And uh, like, yeah, I'm thirty. I'm about to be thirty three, and I said I have two grandkids, but like that's just the way it is. My wife's forty four, and you mm-hmm. know her her oldest is twenty six, and he has two kids. Okay. And, uh, they call me Goku because I will not be called Grandpa. So like, I think it's cool as shit. Cause Goku, be, I love it. Yeah, so I'll be like in Walmart, Goku, and like someone will look up, and I'll just be like, yeah, and he's like, yeah, all right. So, hey, uh, have fun with it. Yeah, but like. How old are they? So Sammy is five and Oliver's three. Oh, cool. Yeah, and Sammy, so I, so they know the difference of like MMA, uh, pro wrestling, yeah, um, and because they know that's what I love, and we'll watch it, and mm-hmm. uh Sammy's really into pro wrestling. Like I thought he'd go. Like I wanted, not thought I wanted him to like do the kickboxing. But like when we were sparring, like Oliver was whooping his ass because like Oliver is like Oliver's gonna be my striker, like legit. And uh, Sammy was like, "No, spots, call spots, call spots, Oliver, come on!" Like that's that mean. So call a spot like in pro wrestling is like where. Like if I grab your wrist, I'm like Adam, spin, and like uh, you'll you'll spin, like mm-hmm. do a roll, and I'll make it, you know, and then do an arm drop on you, and then you sell it. Like that's calling a spot. So okay. my boys know that, like, cause they like to do, they like to play pro wrestling. That's so cool. And Oliver, they know the difference when what's pro wrestling and what's you know MMA, because mm-hmm. I want them to know that. You know what I mean? The difference. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Oliver was like, no, this is sparring, and yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't be a hard difference to learn, is it? No, it's not a hard difference, but it's just Sam is really strong. I call them I call them the, by their pro wrestling names, King Samuel and Lord Oliver. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> so that's their pro wrestling names. And, uh, you dubbed them that? Yeah, and everybody else has. Just like, uh, you know, Nathan, I dubbed him Cousin Nathan. He's not even my cousin. Okay. So, <laughs> but everybody thinks he is. You that's, know what I mean? That's hilarious. Yeah, so, but yeah. You seem to really... Um, uh, as long as I've known you, like you, like you, you latch on to these characters, mm-hmm. and like you embody them, yeah. like wholeheartedly. Yeah. There was a time where you were known as Ace. Yeah. And that's that's like a past you now, right? Yeah. Tell me about that though. So Ace uh, Ace Anderson was the character that I I went into uh, NXT with. Okay, so that was your that was your pro wrestling like initial character. That yeah. So were. like when I um. When I got into the Marine Corps, uh, I, so I, I was like a really big loser in high school um, at Marquette. And, uh, when did you graduate? 2007. Okay. And uh, like I was like on the wrong side of the, tr- like not wrong side of the tracks, like 
like, I didn't realize it till honestly, like, four years ago, we were super poor, and, like, every, I thought that was just, like, normal, but, like, I love my mom, and that's why, like, I give back to her now, like, more than ever, like, just realizing shit, but it's, like, we lived in a condo, and, uh, I went to Marquette High School, and I was driving the old Toyota farm truck, and everybody else was driving Mercedes or, you know, Toyotas or their mom's cool tra- or Traverse or whatever the mm-hmm. hell, and I got made fun of. You know, I didn't I didn't buy shoes for, like, uh, God, I think I bought new shoes, like, three times just because I didn't want to ask my mom for money. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, I had a job when I was 15. So I remember getting out of, the, like, I did, so I went to the Marine Corps because the recruiter was like, hey, are you looking for a change? Are you looking for purpose? I'm like, D- yeah, give me the, yeah, everything you just said, I'll, I'll do that. Like, yeah, all those yeah. things. And uh, I, I get, the, like, yeah, you get the uniform, get the girls. I didn't have a girlfriend, like, all through high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I was a loser. So I was you a wanted, weird kid. You wanted to, like, have confidence. You want to feel like you belong yeah, to something. I was the weird kid. So, like, to me, Devin Anderson was, like, this fucking loser. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, they were like, you are no longer recruits. You now are whoever you want to be because you're a United States Marine. I'll never forget that, like, mm-hmm. speech. And I was just like, that's it. I'm Ace. <laughs> because Ace Anderson was the creative character that I made in the fourth grade of fucking, yeah, you give me the eyebrow, that's cool, of the fucking WWF, like, video games. Really? Like, that was me. I was uh- like, I'm going to be in WrestleMania. I'm Ace. And Ace had the tattoos. Ace was cool. Ace was the fucking world champion and, and that because it was creative character. Yeah. So every time I bought a Raw game, I made Ace Anderson and I upgraded him every time. Oh. And so finally I was like, I'm Ace. And I even that's what inspired my Ace tattoo because I was like, I'm Ace. Yeah. Like, and so uh, people are like, what's your name? Ace. I just say it. I yeah. don't give a shit. You're somebody. I practiced it a hundred times like on my stuffed animals. So like I can do it <laughs> to people. You know what I mean? And it was like, uh, I'm Ace. And I just went with it. And then it became like a fucking joke because they were like, oh, okay, Ace. Like, mm. then I was like, man, all right, you know what? No, fuck that. If it's a joke, Ace is a joker now. That's how it's going to be. And no one's going to know how to take Ace because he's wild. You know what I mean? That was like the whole gimmick. So, yeah. uh, the wild card. I like, I grew up like I was in love with mankind. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, did you see McFoley when he came here not that long ago? No. No, and that's because I met him before. Okay. So, you just like why I, do it again? Because that would you be? Because what am I gonna say? Hey, remember me four years ago? Yeah. I saw, you know, that's like stalkerish. Yeah. Well, he's probably also doing the same show. Probably. It's just his one man show. But I was just amazed how he'd go from mankind to McFoley to Dude, Dude Love, Love to uh, Cactus Jack, and it's like, okay. So when Dusty told Ace to work on the Ace, Ace went out and did the MMA. So I was like. I'll just use the Ace Anderson moniker. That'll get their attention. And so, did you really have any intentions to do a lot with MMA, or w- what was that? Was it just you're just like shit? Dusty Rhodes told me to do that. I should go do it. So, yeah, I uh, that literally was it. I was like, so you didn't really have <clears throat> any prior interest to actually competing in MMA until then. Correct. I was using it for all the wrong reasons. So mm-hmm. if anyone's listening, like, don't do what I'm about to tell you. It's it was, a journey, bro. We're all on one. But it was like, uh, yeah, long story short, Jim Jenkins gave me a spot. Um, that was your first animation? Yeah. It was on Jim, Jim's card? Yeah. And then um, he gave me a second spot, and then I was 0-2. Is that the heart of St. Charles? 
Heart of St. Charles and then at the Afton Center. The Afton Center. And then I was like, I was like, okay, I'll get this W. I'll get this W somehow. And then I saw Kane Royer in the back and I was like, hey, um, so my name's Ace. And uh, I was like, I saw uh, Montreal James fight uh, back in August. And I was wondering if you have any spots at the family arena where I could fight him. And it wasn't like I hated Montreal or anything. That was just the only name because I was only there for one fight. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's 170? Okay. I just It's the first fight. I scouted my one dude and totally fucking wrong like way to do it because Montreal is a monster. Oh, like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I was, I didn't, I didn't fight him obviously because Kane was like, yeah, I could do that. Or you could like actually come to my gym and train. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I'll do that. That was kind of the start of, of you and Kane's relationship right there. Yeah, right then and there. And um, went from there. And then uh, he went to Wolves Den, and I kind of just, like, focused it on my job, got married. Um, yeah, I never, like, went back to pro wrestling because, like, I just fell in love with MMA. I really, truly did. I was, like, getting... I was, like, in the best shape of my life, like, doing that shit. Yeah. And I was, like, I'm actually at peace. Like, when I'm on the mats. Like, when I'm sweating. When I'm throwing combinations. When I hear the bell. Mm-hmm. Like, when I hear mitts, like, in a room, I'm, like, okay, that's where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And you can't get that in pro wrestling. And that's not disrespect to pro wrestling, but it was, like, like I, I made some great relationships and, you know... Yeah. great times with a lot of people and I kind of regret it but you know it is the reaction I was going for I really wish I just came in as me you know what I mean because people just don't know how to fucking take me yeah and I'm okay with that was that you think that could be because you're you're always like kind of so committed to the characters because like for me for example like you're probably like a really good actor you could probably get into a character i would imagine and just and just do it right and i'm fun. not a good actor well because okay. uh, when i did that shamrock interview <laughs> Maybe, okay <laughs> no, 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 listen when i did that shamrock interview they had to redo it like six times well i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and say you could probably be a really good actor okay um with the at least you at least having the ability in my mind to to really go all in to a character I mean, that has to be the makings. At least that's like a foundational piece to being a good actor, right? At least you have that piece going for you. I feel like for myself, I feel so weird. If I if, if I were to begin to start acting like a character, I would feel super self-conscious. Like people would know, like, that's not you. You're, you're just being a character, and I'd feel weird, and I wouldn't do it. Yeah. You don't seem to have that issue. So, yeah, because I came in, like, wanting to be a pro wrestler. It wasn't like an actor. It was like a pro wrestler. You want to connect with the audience. Mm-hmm. You want to build feuds. You want to be good on the mic. Like exactly. I was just in pro wrestling mindset. Like if you gave me a script or you told me to like improv, I couldn't do it. Right in the con, but in the context of it being pro wrestling, it makes sense. Embodying it because is it is it not the same thing? Um, I mean, I guess it is a form, a form communication without, uh, what's it called? My life coach. And I just went over this posture, your posture. Like you can tell, like, 
you know, if something hurts, the way you oversell, like, ah, you know, your facial expressions and yeah. all that stuff. So Yeah, there's exaggerations through your, yeah. your face. But then also just the promos you cut, mm -hmm. right? I mean, obviously, it's all physical. You can't fake gravity. Like, that's all real. But, I mean, to your point, you can, you, like, you're setting up moves. Yeah. It's all, it's like a play. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. No, no. It is. No. I mean, yeah, no, it is. We're not in our heads. No, that's, pro wrestling's real. It's really, it's <laughs> fucking really entertaining. But, um, have embodied a character. I mean, the ace, I, I like, when I met Carrie. From ace to captain to. Well, when I, like, when I met Carrie, my world changed. I, like, totally should have not have, like, even tried to be with her. And I did. And uh, she, she, like, just got in my head and brick by brick, like, peeled the layers down and, like, showed me it's okay to be human. And Devin started, like, coming out or coming back, you know what I mean? Yeah, so you started feeling comfortable with who Devin Life, is. Yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty recent. Yeah, I met her in 2016, and, um, okay, yeah, that's what's up, yeah, because from, again, just knowing you from, like, the peripheral, like, obviously, this is the only time we've actually ever really sat down and had, like, a long-form mm -hmm. conversation, like, I've seen you at, like, gym shows and different things, but it was always, like, it, it was, I've always known you as Ace, and then I was like, all right, so is his name Ace or is it Devin? And I'm like, all right, oh, his name's Devin. Okay, so it's not Ace. And then, so it's it's like, you know, trying to get a read. And uh, so it's it's interesting to hear the the whole story now. Yeah, it's, it's just Devin as failed pro wrestler, you know. Um, I've made a lot of friends in my MMA career. I pissed off a lot of people. Uh so yeah, people like. At least you tried though, man. It's like 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 the one time I tried being a pro wrestler in St. Louis, like I got the reaction I wanted, but I pissed off the wrong person, and like I gave them like it was just a horrible uh, first impression, and I was like, like you can't get first impressions back, and there's a lot of people who knew Ace as like the first impression, but it's like if I could go back in time, like. I would just never mind, but yeah, when 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 Devin came out as a pro wrestler, he pissed off the wrong people at a pro wrestling show. Oh, really? Like, yeah, because this is a big pro wrestling town. Yeah, it's a huge city for it. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, once it like if you could make it in the Midwest, like back in the day, you could make it anywhere. Yeah, like literally the Midwest. Now you're gonna get into some history. Was like NWA's like Super Bowl. And NWA brought in these motherfuckers from the East and the South, right? And then you had uh, APC at the time pulling in the West and, like, you know, down in the Phoenix territories. Mm. And fucking they, NWA would be like, all right, hey, let's find a center point. Boom. Because Chicago is its own territory. People think that's, like, more like Chicago and the pro wrestling. It's, like, bigger. It's its own thing. It's bigger, though. It's, like, cultish, scary, cultish pro wrestling, like, really? worse than Philadelphia. Yeah. Wow. So so pro wrestling is, is a very regional thing. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Growing up, I never understood that because I always 
just saw you know WCW or WWF on TV. Yeah. And that's what I always thought it was. I didn't realize that these guys were the very next night going to a show that was probably much smaller than that big ass one that was just on TV and there probably wasn't going to be any cameras right. and then they do it again the next night and then I didn't realize that and how big it, and I, now that I'm learning more as an adult I didn't realize how big it is even more so how regional it is yeah there's pro wrestling shows every night if you go look at them if you just you just got to go where to find them yeah but there could be pro wrestling shows every night I've noticed a big resurgence here in the city. Well, that's because the AEW is back and, um, well, not back, AEW, there's competition is back in the WWE. So now that there's a secondary platform, there's going to be more, you know, surge of people trying to get themselves out there because they can have another outlet to go to. Okay. So that's kind of cool. I was talking to, um, I think maybe, I think maybe I was talking to Peaches. He was telling me that um, it was required for everybody to have a license mm-hmm. and it was, it, it was, Pretty much, unless the WWE was going to pay for that, then that kind of was a barrier of entry for a long time. And now I guess that's changed. So now that's why we're seeing more people. We're seeing more shows again because people can kind of afford to wrestle again. Is that? I don't know about that. I know the licenses are the license process is not hard. It's like uh, $20 and then your blood work and then your physical and then that's about it. Has it always been that easy or was it pretty difficult there for a while? should be easy sure. i don't i don't think it was difficult oh, really? I yeah okay. i mean i know a lot of blood uh, the blood test pro wrestlers are scared of blood tests oh really yeah i don't know why like they're not scared to like cut motherfuckers like or cut themselves like in the ring yeah so i don't know i don't know why you'd be scared to get a blood test i don't know i was scared to get a blood test because i don't like needles but you, know, <laughs> you have to always get blood tests for fighting yeah, and I pass out every time. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <clears throat> my wife has to be holding my hand. You like, faint? Yeah, I faint. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you get t- So, okay, it's not the same type of needle, but do you have the same, do you associate the same with needles with, like, tattoo guns? The tattoos, that's, like, for pain relief, man. Like, I am constantly in pain with my stomach and, like, my, my uh, like, my asshole. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? So, it's like, I'm just, uh, it, that's just, like, with the pain, like, dealing with pain. You, you get know. tattoos to help to help distract yourself from the pain that Does, you're in. Yeah. Holy shit, man! You must be in awful pain. I am. And it, now, did did the stomach issues go away at all? When they went away, man. Like, um, they went away. And I don't want to like make anyone feel bad, but like they they came back like probably eight weeks from my Shamrock fight, man. Mm, you think that could be stress related? No, it was a change of diet. Mm. Anytime there's a, and because you got to think, Adam, I was eating those like delicious vegan tacos for like three months. Uh-huh. So everything was smooth sailing coming out. Everything tasted good. Devin's happy. Devin's got a six pack. Devin's doing great on Freddy Fit. And then it's like, uh, like I just know like my change of diet. And like, that's like the thing about like Rob and um, Jesse. They knew like about my stomach shit. They were like, they were more concerned about that. That like, you know how like the promoters hit you up, like, hey, how's the tickets? You know, how's that? Like, yeah, they would like, hey, how's the stomach? Yeah, like, how are it, you? Yeah, how are you? And it was like, uh, like, hey, you know, I did tell him I was like, hey, I had a small flare up due to a change of diet, and uh, I was like, but everything's cool. What'd you change? I, I think I have to look back at the emails. I think it was going back to the meats. 
adding meat back in. Yeah, like replacing the beans like with the meat. So you're not doing. So you don't do well. With meat. I don't do well with meat. So have you removed the meat? I have, cause like I'm in the phase now where like I'm like getting ready to cut for, and that's why I like bound, uh, boxing, 165 to 175. So I can show up at 175 and be good. Yeah. But it's like you know I've uh, that's what kind of made me. That's why I like took off social media because around. I made this post when it was like my first Tuesday back in the, that was my last, like, <laughs> like, you know, when you're in a sinking ship and it was like, oh, what do I have? Oh, fuck you. Like, you know, that, like, so they told me at work, like, hey, you're coming in on Monday and la, 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 and that's how it's going to be. And I said, yeah, I'll be in Tuesday. You just give no <laughs> I said, I'll be in Tuesday. Like, they're like, you, and they're like, why? I was like, well, I scheduled this. I had to retake a test, and like, I had to get it done sooner or later, so I scheduled it. So it wasn't being a dick. Yeah. It was just that Monday was like that open, and uh, but I was just like, I'll come in Tuesday. And they're like, why is Devin coming in Tuesday? And well, I was Mr. like, Devin, I was like, well, Mister Devin's got to take his test. So, <laughs> but uh, so I came. So that was like uh, the Mister Devin's will. And Kelly j- like jumped on. And first of all, if it wasn't Kelly, first of all, I love Kelly. I love Kelly and Jimmy. Oh, like, D'Angelo? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're, they're the best. I'm trying to get them both on the podcast. I got them a out. housewarming gift because uh, they are hard as hell to, like, shop for. And I finally found, like, something, like, when I was out and about. I'm not going to tell it where I was at. But I was like, that's it. Okay, now because, like, they're building this tiny home, mm-hmm. and I have the same dream of, like, doing that. And uh, I was like, I saw it, and I was like, okay. so You gave it to them already? No. no? Okay. I was, like, I was literally trying to find the next time. I didn't know they were going to be at the Shamrock fight, but they were backstage. Oh, okay. they're like in the locker room and everything. So, uh, I'm going to bring it, you know, to February. And, uh, but it was like, where am I going with this? So Kelly was like, basically I informed Kelly. I was like, Hey, I'm not going to head kick this dude. I'm not going to knee him. I'm not going to throw an elbow. I'm not like, I'm not that like, it's just a character, like whatever. I'm trying to rebrand myself. And she's just like, can you forget about the constant rebranding and can you just focus on Devin the man? And I was like, Ugh. and like, that was a kick in the dick. Mm. And because I've been hearing it from Carrie because my wife, she doesn't like want me taking this boxing match. Cause she sees me on the, like on the toilets late at night or like screaming in constant pain. And I'm not trying to like put out there for some, I'm just telling it how it is. You yeah. know what I mean? And you know, she's, you know, um, my mom, my mom's going through health issues of her own and shit. You know, she don't want me to doing this. Yeah. Um, I've been ignoring my stepdad's phone calls. Like he's called me three times because I know exactly what he wants to talk about and I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan sent me a text today because um, I I had a flare up this morning. I fucking, you know, he Nathan's a he's on me more than anybody. Just text me whenever you have flare up so I can track it. You know, and so it's like. He he was like, you know, his last text message was like, you know, focus on being, you know, the husband, the the grandpa for Sam. And I was like, well, fuck you for calling me a grandpa. <laughs> First but, of all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's get that straight. But it was like, uh, it, I, man, I don't know. And I'm not using this platform to like state my case why I should pull out. But it's like. First of all, you invite me on here was totally out of the blue. Like I did not see that coming. I didn't Dude, think I was cool enough to be on here. I mean, you're an interesting guy, man. And uh, so. It was just the pain working out and um, hitting a bag and going to jujitsu, like anytime just on the mats, like 
listening to music or I love 90s Euro. Like, that's what I work out to because that's what I grew up to. Like, you know, my mom would clean the house and she'd play like Amber, you know, or, you know, shit like that. So um, that's what I listen to, like, whenever I work out. And uh, like, that's when I'm like happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not like when I'm with my wife, hey, don't get me wrong, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm with, you know, my boys, Sammy and Oliver, I'm happy. But it's like when it's just me and I'm doing – so I guess that's what I am. I guess Jared Daniels Block called me today, dude. Oh, yeah. And he wanted a checkup on the stomach. And, like, I was telling him, uh, telling him like, everything that's going on. And he's like, dude, just go home. Like, no one's going to look at you different. Right. Like, if you're in that much pain as you, he's like, and you sound like shit. Can I just say that? And I was like, thanks, Jared. Like, <laughs> this is me it. normal. Like, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's whatever. Man, bro. Yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, yeah, you probably should probably just, you know, not do the fight and take care of. Well, your health. I mean, we'll, I mean, Ian messaged me today, and he was like, "Are you good?" I was like, "I sent him a picture of like the blood that I had." <laughs> I was like, "This is what I'm dealing with." But I'm well, and you still have time. It's not last minute, right? I mean, you got what? There's like fights in like three weeks. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll figure it out. I mean, here's the thing. It's like I uh, even though I left Boyer's Academy, like I spent a good amount of time working on my striking, mm-hmm. and I. I didn't really get to showcase that in my fight. Oh. And, you know, and it's like, I'm at a catch 22, Adam. Cause like I have a life coach, you know what I mean? And he's helped out a lot too. Like during, I've, I've got, I've had him since my stomach shit. So March. Um, okay. And uh, he's, he's helped me and everything. And it's like, you know, I, we read these daily devotions and it talks about, you know, listening to your brothers, listening to God, listening to your body, listening to this. And it's like, so man, like you're also in that men's group, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So you I host got, Bible study every Thursday. Yeah. So you have community with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's good for the soul. And that's, that's a whole nother thing. But it's like, like, uh, I want you to, if, if you, if you take anything away from this podcast, just take this, like, you know, take this away. It's like ego is the enemy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Ego is the enemy. And it's like nothing comes good of the ego. So it's like, is Devin training martial arts and like doing jujitsu for the, and, and, you know, going to boxing on Tuesdays or whenever they're available? Is that doing it for the ego? Like, well, no, because I actually, I'm enjoying my time doing this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I really am. But it's like, uh, is taking a boxing fight when you have all this shit going on, is that for the ego? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's like, I just don't know how to feel about it because it's like, man, what, like, what is it? How's it like, I just don't like, I already got people cheering that this motherfucker knocks me out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I got my enemies sponsoring the dude. So they could just be like, we support the community, but we want you to knock this motherfucker out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't want them to be like, he's pulling out because he's a bitch. Because that's what it's going to look like. And Yeah, man. But <laughs> and I, Devin I mean, James ain't no bitch. You, I don't, but you know the truth, though. And fuck people's opinions? Or, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, essentially. I mean, shit, dude. It's really weird because, yeah, we don't, we, I mean, a part of the reason we fight is, like, it feels good to be the man. We want that external mm-hmm. validation, right? It does, it feeds the ego. And uh, it doesn't feel good to uh, to pull out of a fight. It never does, right? You always feel like, ah, oh, 
the stories we tell ourselves, oh, I'm a bitch, or I should have done it, or I could have probably have done it, or whatever the case may be. But I think we have such a skewed view of ourselves as fighters because whenever you you agree to go do that thing, like you're you're fully committed, right? And to, and to do anything less just feels like an epic failure, right? So to not get that external validation, to feed that ego, to be like, yeah, I am the man, it, it sucks, but... And it's like... The bigger picture is I do not though, that man. important. I do without even realizing it. Every time those boys hug me, man, like any times those boys want me to pour them juice mm-hmm. or get them cookies or uh, what are we down to now? We're reading, we're reading fucking Clifford. They love Clifford. That's the they cool think shit, the, man. They think the, that like anytime they come up to me like wanting to read it, like that, that makes me feel good. Whenever my wife like, you know, jumps on me like as soon as i walk in the door like yeah. she does and uh we just like i just drop my shit and i'll just hold her for yeah, like a good 15 seconds that feels good and it's not for the ego though but you know it's it, it does give me that validation that you were talking about that's why i started i was like wait a minute adam's onto something here you know i didn't mean to like take that no you're good there. man but it was like uh yeah fighting feeds the ego it and does ego is the enemy like, yeah, you, and, did you read that book ryan holiday is that a book? Yeah, he was the enemy. Oh, okay. I did not read. I didn't even know it was a book. Yeah. I learned that in one of a, a, a seminar I was at. Yeah, well, it's all right. Ego is the enemy. He wrote a couple good books, actually. It's by a guy named Ryan Holiday. And uh, he's really big on, like, stoic principles. But, yeah, Ego is the enemy. It's a pretty good book. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that before. But he also has one called The Obstacle is the Way, kind of talking about like leaning into the issue and kind of working your way through it to get to the solution. Okay. Uh, yeah, to your point, ego is the enemy. Yeah, and uh, once once you establish that and once you eliminate the victim mindset, you kind of things start taking a perspective. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's like, that's one thing like I'm working on now is like, I've identified that I'm self-centered and I've identified that, uh, the hell did I just say? See, that's another thing. I forget shit easily. You're talking about, you know, working with your life coach and you're talking, we're talking about ego. Oh, no, I'm saying, I, yeah, I'm self-centered. So I need to work on that. And I've also like, need to work on the, like the ego. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... The ego is for sure concerned with self. We all are really. Who isn't self-centered? I mean, we're all, I mean, we're all like the main character in our own play, right? Everybody else is just a supporting character. Obviously, we don't want to be selfish. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, who else, what other perspective can you take other than your own? Uh, well, I just try to follow, like, like the Bible. Like, mm-hmm. I know, I know, like, a lot of people try to, you know, hard to buy that, but. I uh I truly do, and it's like that's why body the principles. I yeah, I mean, and, and I'm not saying everybody should, but it's like it's helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I see, I see a lot. Of, like that's when I just realized, like, man, social media is toxic. Like I see a lot of hurt people out there. Once you read the Bible and you look at social media, it's like, like what? It, like we were just reading it the other day, like Matthew something something, where it's like basically in Bible terms, it said don't be a douchebag and take a selfie anytime you donate to charity. Yeah. And it was like, whoa. And then it was like, uh, 
you know, she is precious as rubies. Nothing is more important to her. And then, like, I'll see a dude, like, sharing a pic of, like, a hot chick in a bikini. And it's like, whoa, you're married. Why are you doing that? You know, it's just, yeah. it's just, I don't know, man. And it's like, again, I'm not, per- I'm not the perfect person. I'm learning every day. But it's just like, w- when Kelly was giving me that speech and then it coming from Nathan and then even my fucking boss, like, got involved. He's like, are you really taking this fucking boxy fight? Like, everything just kind of put into orbit around me and my head was spinning out of control. And then, like, I was like, dude, I just need a fucking vent. And then, like, a day later, Mr. Devin, you want to come talk to me, baby? And I'm like, Adam, man, what the fuck are you doing in my head, man? Yeah. What are you, like, what's going on? It's just so, the universe, right? So you're getting, you're getting all of these messages saying, oh, shit, I shouldn't, shouldn't do this thing. It's, it's heavy in your head. And you're like, all right, well, now I get this opportunity. My uncle, who's a doctor, who's in Washington, who, like, overlooks all my shit, he's concerned about it. Like, I, uh, they want me to start, like, this treatment. And, like, basically, like, if I started, I was, like, explaining it to Carrie. It's, like, because I don't really, I don't, like, uh, so basically it's just going to be, like, if I'm explaining it right, something's got to go in <laughs> while I take something as well. Oh, my God. And I'm also, like, on a liquid diet for three weeks. That's just step one. And then step two would to be go back in there again and a see. Three what. week liquid diet. Yeah. Holy I've shit. done it before. I had to do it before. Were you heavier when you did it? No, I did it in May. Okay. And it sucked. I got all the way down to one eighty two, bro. What do you weigh? What, what do you blah 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 blah? What do you weigh right now? Uh, totally one eighty. <clears throat> no, I weigh like one eighty three. I'm, I'm cutting. I'm like. In the diet of processing, but like, what do you normally walk around at? Oh, like 205. Really? Mm hmm. Like 197. Uh, let me rephrase that. 195. 195. 205 is like the old me. No, yeah, 195. Freddie's got me like walk around 195. Yeah, you started at like 280. 276. 276. Where, so before you got big, you were, you were small. How small were you? Walking? Yeah. Kane had me walking at 170. So you were like 170. Then I got an office job. You gained 100 pounds? I, in a year. Yeah. In a year you gained that 100 pounds? Holy. Uh, 2018, October 2018, and then I stepped on the scale of uh, July 2020. So I guess a year and a half. Yeah. So 18 months, let's say. You put on 100 pounds. And then, <laughs> man, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, that's just a lot for your body to go through. Right, I mean, going from one seventy to you know hundred pounds in eighteen months, and then so then, then at that point you started the process of getting small, and then it was a year later that you lost roughly a hundred pounds. So the pandemic hit, and um, we were in and we were renting at the time, and uh, I was I was doing really good at my job. I just got promoted. My wife just got promoted. Like uh, like. And uh, of December of 2019, Carrie and I both got promoted. And that's when I knew I was, like, financially stable was when uh, after my first commission check, I didn't know how much it was because my wife's in charge of the money. Like, I don't know if we have a dollar or a hundred dollars. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, there's days she'll be like, use this card. There's days she says, you know, I just don't fucking know. So (laughs) our dog was uh, eating this, like, string... um, toy uh-huh. and he had it stuck in his ass 
like he he ate it and like it was out of his ass and i just fucking pulled it out of like it was hanging out and i pulled it out and it went from like that long for those listening it was like it went from what do you say is that six inches yes yes yeah, so it went inches from like there. six to eight inches to like 12 inches yeah. and he yiked and then he was like started like he was like constipated and like he had shit. So, uh, which is funny because everything Bruce had, I ended up having. Oh, it's shit. like a test. It was like fucked up on top of that and everything. So that's like the joke because I was like, Bruce, you know my pain. So we had to take him to uh, we had to take him to the hospital, and the bill was like twenty seven hundred bucks, and I freaked out right then and there because I was like, fuck. Me and my mom weren't talking at the time. Like this was when I was literally. Like, everyone still thinks I'm Ace, and, like, I'm Devin, but they don't see that. Yeah, you had to, you had to like, overcome that. Yeah, the world, like, the world did not, and, like, I had to prove myself. Like, my mom, I was still driving my mom's car. My mom thought I was still, like, you know, like, when are you going to grow up? You know, I wasn't. And, uh, you know, I'm married at this time. I'm literally, like, taking on this family man role. Like, I'm all in on this shit. You're like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to provide. I'm going to fucking do this. Yeah, like, I am doing, doing it. Thing. And I was doing it. I literally was doing it. I didn't do any MMA, but I became a huge workaholic, bro. Like, I was, like, boom to boom. Like, I'd wake up at 7.30 and be on the road at 7.45, and I'd be clocked in, ready to fucking go. Yeah. And, uh, like, I took the MMA, like, work ethic to the quiet. phones, and that's what literally got yeah. me. Because I looked at it as rankings. I was like, oh, I'm 16th. Watch this. Boo. Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, they, when they handed me the bill, I'm freaking the fuck out, and I'm doing math in my head, and my wife just goes to her phone and she just goes honey it's okay she's like we can pay for a surgery we're gonna be probably having three hundred dollars for the next two weeks but we've been in worse positions so we're gonna save the dog and i was like holy shit like i was like relieved and i was like wait a minute i got that how much money in the account like what's going so we started working ourselves and carrie got us out of debt and then her little baby brother bought a house and she comes in my room one day, I'm playing video games, and she's like, remember, we're renting. And she's like, I am the last child to be renting. Everyone else, she, is, she has six, so everything's a competition. Everyone else has, has bought a home. So she's like, I'm going to see what we can do. And then the next day, she works for a mortgage home loan company, and she has me fill out a bunch of shit. And like, <laughs> you started away your whole life. She, like, submitted to see what we can do. And I'm uh, with being a veteran, I have the VA home loan, and uh, I had that available. Mm. And, like, I didn't think I did because – That's a great – Well, I didn't think I had it because when I was in the military – like, when I was in the military and married before, when I knew everything at 22 – um, I bought a house and like mm -hmm. that went into like I got divorced and that went to foreclosure or, or short sale. I don't know what the fuck I was deployed like when all that shit happened. And uh, she was like, uh, so I didn't know how it worked. I was like, OK, clearly the first VA home loan didn't work out. So I guess Devin can't use that ever again. And yeah, she you was you're just she yeah. was like, no, you can like you're good. You still have that. Benefit. I, you still have that benefit. And they're like. Okay, uh, you need to have at least a 620 credit score. And I was like, I'm fucked because I don't have that. I think I'm in the four or fives. I had a 624. Mm. And then they were like, hey, based on your paychecks, you were approved for this amount. And I'm like, what? So I like we went home shopping and we got this beautiful home. And Carrie, like, you know, when you walk through a home, you're like, all right, this is going to be my shit, my shit. So we, there was a space in the back unfinished. 
And like in the back of that, they had a freezer. And I was like, oh, okay. Hello, Academy of Excellence. Because I told Kane, I was like, hey, one of these days I'm going to open up an AOE. It was supposed to be like a little, I always looked at it like AOE would be like a resource learning center. Mm-hmm. Where like, like a library basically. Because that's what like AOC was for me. Because like when I was in college then, like at SLU before I dropped out, I would be like at the little table, like using their Wi-Fi, like, you know, doing schoolwork before I hit the mats. And like, I always thought that was cool. Like, man, it would be cool if we had a computer. Like, anyway, so, (laughs) but I was like, this is going to be my mat room and I'm going to, you know, make it my little gym and then make that my man cave. And Mm -hmm. I did. And I got to design it the way I wanted it. I like pro wrestler, Triple H, whenever he showed his gym, he had AstroTurf. I remember that, you know, back from day one. So I was like, all right, AstroTurf, mats. Uh, fucking uh, bags, uh, cage, you know, weights, yeah. mirror. Like, I just, you know, and I built it, and I did the damn thing. And everybody says I have a great setup. Nice. So, just uh, piece by piece. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. How long did it take you to put it all together? All together, the way it is now, like, the current timing, two years. Yeah. But it's legit. like, uh, I mean, I got the cage up there, like, a couple months ago. But the mats I got down right away. Yeah. Because I bought, so when we bought the house, Andre was selling these mats for like $500. And I had to like spice it up to carry. I was like, hey, uh, uh, I need $500. And uh, I'm spending 300 on these mats and 200 on other gym equipment. And she was like, okay. So it wasn't deal. a lie, honey, because he threw in an ab wheel and he did throw in like a one medicine ball. So I was like, hey, here's a $100 ab wheel and a $100 medicine and ball. And other so, equipment. <laughs> but it was like I got all those mats and I had them sitting at the our rental house for like two months before mm. we got out. She was pissed. So I started right then and there. I actually started getting shit, a treadmill, mm-hmm. a weight bench, you know, things. And then I just sent it to Freddie. And he would be like, all right, let's, this is the routine we can do. Yeah. So Freddie put everything together. And like I said, I still do my Kane cardios. Like, I'm not currently coached under Kane, like, but Kane is still my friend. Yeah. Like, I can call Kane right now and he'll answer. You know what I mean? But it's like we don't train together anymore, and that's okay. You know, it's like Boyers. I left Boyers. We're not there. I wish them nothing but the best. Um, I'm over here at Phil's, over at Gracie. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with jiu-jitsu, man. Yeah. Yeah, Phil, he just opened up out there in Winsville, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, just is where it's at, bro. The way he teaches shit is, first of all, Phil good dude. knows everything. Like, and he, it's not like, I feel, I'm Phil, and I know everything. It it's not like that. It's like, you can, he and he takes the time to know his students. Uh-huh. So, like, when I, I made some fucking reference that I thought nobody would fucking know. And Phil was like, ah, little Razor Ramon, huh? And I'm like, what? Like, no, you shouldn't know. That was before he was Razor. How do you know him? Like, like, so it was just like, it was, it's just kind of cool. So that's epic. Yeah. When you make a, yeah, when you make a, a reference that you expect nobody to know, that's a good feeling. Yeah. It's like, I'm not the only weirdo here. So, yeah. So, but it's, it's like, um, but back to what I was saying, it's like, you know, everyone's telling me to focus on me and focus on, and that's what I'm going to do, man. Like, yeah. Um, I like I don't. There's some days where like I won't even roll in jujitsu, and Phil understands. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a piece of shit. You know, I don't. I just don't wanna, it's it's not even that. It'd be like, yo, Phil, uh, I'm gonna make it through class, but like, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. How, and he's like, that's fine, man. Yeah. So, 
everyone like works around me and it's just like when i realized that i'm starting to have to like work around too many things that's why that's when it's like huh yeah like if i uh i don't know well probably a good time just to chill and just focus on your health man yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I, and that's that's where I I have to like I'm in a mental capacity with that. It's like, am I, am I, am I being a bitch, or am I is it, am I fighting the ego? And that is literally the crossroads that I'm at mm. because it's like, am I being a bitch, or is this the ego? But then I'll take a fucking shit and I'll go and wipe and it's fucking purple and I'm like, whoa, it's, that's like grape jelly on there. I shouldn't be having yeah. that. Like, well, you're probably not being a bitch. But speaking of ego, I wanted to ask you because um, you had mentioned it to me one time at St. Charles. Um, now you 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 were a part of some psilocybin trials. Huh? Yeah. Tell me about those because as you talk about ego, I mean, there's surely an effect to your ego with psychedelics. So I'm just curious about your experience. Like, tell me about like. Yeah. So. Uh... I'm a veteran, and the VA, yeah. like, does... Can you adjust that for oh, me a little bit? Yeah, you're good. Check, check. Thanks, buddy. How do I sound? No, okay, so it's like, I'm a veteran, voice. and they was, like, coming out with these trial studies and all that stuff, and it's like, do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have that? And I was like, yeah. And so I submitted all my paperwork, and they were like, hey, we're going to try to unlock your brain. So you're a candidate for these, these studies with psilocybin? Yeah. And where were they trying to treat? Do you know? Was it PTSD? Was so, it anxiety? Was like, it... it's like anxiety, depression. Like, you had to be, like, either on the autism spectrum or uh, depression, anxiety, history of suicide, a, a veteran, mm -hmm. um, this, that, and the other. And, like, they looked at me and they're like, hey, thanks, man. Come here. And so, <laughs> dude, I fought some demons on that. Like, that's when <laughs> crazy uh, like when I did it, uh, I was around my wife, Nathan and Brandon, and they like, were like babysat me. And, um, did, did they do that just so you're comfortable? Mm -hmm. Okay. And you had a TV and, uh, like they had it all like, they're like, what would you prefer? And I was like, I like, you didn't get any food or water. Like, let's make that clear. Like you didn't get any food or water. Like, so we watch. So, so you, go ahead. So you get there. How do they administer it? Like, how do they give it to you? Is it like in a, like in a capsule? Yeah. They give you capsules. Yeah. And then they just have you chilling in this room. Yeah. That's like comfortable. And yeah. They they how, how many and they allow however many people you want around you. It's not how many you want. Like I had like I was like my wife's coming. Yeah. And Brandon and like Brandon Brandon came and, and Nathan. I wanted Brandon and Nathan. So well, you, oh, I'm sorry. Carrie did not sit in the room with me. Okay. It was Nathan and Brandon. You had to fight to let them in, to get them in there? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Um. So, so uh, <laughs> Brandon goes, well, let's just watch a Royal Rumble. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So they're they're not partaking in any of this. They're the, you know, clear-headed motherfuckers. Right. And uh, Brandon turns on the 2005 Royal Rumble, and it just took one fucking, like, Brandon said one question to me, and it's like after he said that, like he pulled a lever because he just said, where were you in 2005 when this Royal Rumble came out? And it was like I entered a time machine. Like it was just like 
multiverse of sh- like rainbow bifrost shit just like swoop past me mm-hmm. and next thing i know like i'm on like i'm outside of my mom's condo i'm downstairs i see that there's still no carpet because when we moved in like she immediately yanked out the old carpet and we never like laid it down mm-hmm. for like 10 years and uh my room was like the basement and i like i'm peering in and i see me on this like shitty pink couch that I remember buying from my mom uh, at a resale shop. And I remember seeing the projector that I had. I remember seeing the a white curtain and I remember seeing the like Royal rumble going on there. And I was just like, like, I'm like, I just got lost. I'm like, okay, Royal rumble 2005. That's January. Focus Devin. Where were you mm-hmm. January 2005? You just left your job at Sabaro, possibly. And I was like, no, I just see myself laying there on the, on the, uh, on the couch, and basically, like, long story short, the end of the like, this is towards the end of the trip that I remember. Now that I'm like talk, thinking back on it, the this whole what I'm saying is is like, I remember, or no, at some point, like I remember, like just like it's just like some little dude came up like he had this goofy ass mustache. He was clearly a cartoon. He didn't speak as a white mustache and he was wearing a little conductor hat. And it's just like, he popped up and like the Bifrost came, like he just popped up. Like he didn't like wave or anything. It was like, like this dude just like popped up. Yeah. And like, clearly I've seen him before, like in a, like a newspaper or something, but it was like a cartoon mustache hat. And the Bifrost came again, and I just remember, like, being like this and seeing Brandon here and Nathan here. And they were like, uh, what are you reaching for? And I just started crying, and I was like, that was 16-year-old me, and I need to tell him that he's going to be okay. Mm. And they were like, wow. How many How many experiences did you have? Twice. So you they did it twice. Did, was there like a researcher there? Who yeah, the like second a, like a therapist or so something. The second time it really didn't do anything to me, and I didn't get called back for any further. Not really. Yeah. So you just, the second time you just went back, and it was just like a how long? Like what was the the time difference between the first and the second one? I'm not trying to like feed bullshit. So I'm like legitimately. Th- I want to say okay, that was. December, no, 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 September was the first one, and I think January was the second one, okay. it, it was like before the pandemic, mm. it, it was, because I, th- I th- like COVID, I think that was it, COVID was like, er, hey, yeah. like that's why I haven't heard back from them. Was it like a randomized control? Like, did you know for sure you were getting psilocybin? Like, they were just mm-hmm. like, you're getting psilocybin yes. and yes. we're trying to treat this? Yes. Hmm. They're trying to see, like, not treat, they're trying to see, like, what it, and, like, then you get the. They're just you, trying to see what it does. Right. Then you get, like, scans and shit. And oh, wow. it's, it's, <laughs> they take, like, your temperature and, like, your weight before. Weight, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's a crazy ride, huh? And that was all funded by the military? Mm-hmm. Because you're a veteran, you're able to do that. Yes. Did you feel like it helped you? No. No. It was just like a crazy just like a huh, it was like a check. It was like uh eh, another military guinea pig thing. You just had like a like a one one experience that was pretty powerful, and the second one. That was, was no. like the most powerful, like me trying to speak to sixteen year old me. Yeah. You there? 
you didn't take anything away from that? Uh, I took that I had a lot of regrets from the time I was 16 on. That's what you took away That's from it? That's what I took from it. So you did take something away from yeah. it. So is that something you've been kind of like addressing since yeah. then? Yeah, I've been holding myself accountable. Because as we're talking, yeah, it seems like you've been like on this journey of just like just really trying to like work on Devin. Yeah, I just want to be – dude, here's the thing. Sammy and Oliver ain't going nowhere. Carrie ain't going nowhere. And I got to be the best – best fucking version of myself mm-hmm. so i don't make the world's most perfect woman look stupid and i don't make these two beautiful boys look stupid like i want like i've through this journey i've learned shit like i've learned how to throw jab cross hook cross you know what i mean or switch knee elbow cross or you know shit like that yeah i can pass it on to these boys you know what i mean yeah. so like they have a because like i got beat up all the time in high school I also talked a lot of shit in high school. You know what I mean? I thought I was a pro wrestler. So, like, you know, I didn't get, like, yeah, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I, hey, you want to hear a funny story really quick? During lunchtime, I wanted to ask this chick out to homecoming, and I got on the mic and jumped center stage, and I started cutting a promo, <laughs> and, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I said, if you want to see Morgan go to homecoming with Devin, give me a hell yeah. Crickets. Crickets. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I was like, <laughs> that was the first time I got on a mic and felt comfortable. Like, I, like you know what I mean? Okay. And it was front of the whole cafeteria. Hey, you have a cool story, though. And, uh, but it's like, I can also teach them what not to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when uh, I'll catch, like, Sammy doing dumb shit, and, like, when I catch him, he'll, like, start to have a freak out. I'm like, yo, are we freaking out because we got caught? Well, Oliver, okay, are we playing victim? Who's account- well, it's accountability, Sammy. What'd you do? Okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I'm um, stuff like that. Or Guiding are you them. crying? Because th- does it make sense that you're crying right now? Like, yeah. he took his fucking toy, so you're crying? You're really crying? Yeah. And, you know. I get it. Because, I mean, even though you're you're Goku, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's almost still like, you're almost kind of like, like a dad too, right? Because, yeah. I mean, you're still pretty young, right? These are your, Is this the first time you're ever, like, really raising kids? Yeah. Exactly. So it's all these, like, firsts. I can understand why, like the gravity of that relationship you take so seriously. And I also, like, my grandfather to me was, like, the coolest person ever. Yeah. and So that's, like, an important relationship for you. Yeah. He was my, like, I had a single mom. You know what I mean? My Mm -hmm. grandpa worked at Boeing, and he lived in Gerald. So, like. Grandpa was dad. He, dude, I mean, he'd stop by every day after work. Mm -hmm. He'd go to my football practices. He'd go to my football games. He'd, like, you know, he was everything. Like, and he'd let me know he's on the field, like, without, like, knowing. Like, as soon as I smelt a GPC menthol, like, (laughs) hit my nostrils, I'm like, my grandpa's here. All right, cool. All right, we're good. So, it's like, yeah. So, it's like, uh, but it's like fucking, like, I give them, I gave, like, Carrie and I, we, they have their own room at our house Mm -hmm. because I had my own room at my grandparents' house. And, like, there's a Sammy and Oliver fridge just because I had a Devin fridge. For and real? It, yeah. And it's, like, you know what I mean? And, it, and, and like, also, flip side, at our house, like, we have the Whole Foods fridge. And, like, the, the garage fridge is, like, where Zach and Carrie mostly go to. Okay. So it's, like, but I also, you know, that's the thing. I make sure they have a TV. I make sure that they have, you know, if they go to Walmart and we, they fucking want something, hey, that's the grandparent of me. You're getting it. Okay. You know what I mean? So Always go to Goku. Yeah, dude. Legit. Like I love it, legit. Dude. And anytime they want to do something, I stop. And like, Goku, can we call spots? Yeah, can we call spots on the counter? Like, yeah, let's do it. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like they'll jump her karana and fucking do her karana. Like, <laughs> like it's cool. Um, but it's just I want to be the best person because <sighs> I 
trying to put content in context. I'm sorry. You're um, fine. Put it this way. Like, we're all on borrowed time, right? But put it this way. It's like, whenever I go to the movie theater, right? That's me leaving the house. So now Devin's leaving the house. What takes place when Devin leaves the house? So Devin knows before he leaves the house, he's going to make sure the dogs are outside. He's going to make sure the trash is outside. He's going to make sure the kitchen sink's clean. He's going to make sure the kitchen, you know, the sink's done. The dishes are unloaded. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure Zach, you know, Carrie's youngest. He lives with us. He's 22. Um, I'm going to make sure that, you know, my laundry's out of the washer. I'm going to make sure, you know, everything's cool. I'm going to tell Zach, hey, leaving the house. I'm going to go see Spider-Man. Taking, you know, just going with me. Um, you know, taking Carrie too. You know, whatever. This is just scenario. And, uh. You know, going to go see Spider-Man. All right. So had a conversation with him. He knows I'm going to go see Spider-Man. He knows I'm going to be gone for two years or two <laughs> or, uh, well, yeah, two, two hours. Um, and uh, he knows that, you know, uh, basically that I'm going to be going to the movie theater for a minute. Mm -hmm. And I know when I get to the movie theater, I'm, you know, as I'm driving, as I'm mentally preparing to go to this movie theater, I know I'm going to get my cherry soda. I know I'm going to get my popcorn. I'm going to get my fucking crunch bar because I don't give a fuck. I'm going to the movie. I'm going to enjoy it's myself. So it's like before I leave my house, I make sure all this shit's done. And I make sure everybody's set and I make sure everybody's perfect. So I'm just in the process of making sure my house is perfect mm -hmm. because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know... I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do and shit is just keep not going through the upright. Like it looks like it's going to the upright and then last minute it fucking tinks and I'm starting to get scared and my family's starting to get scared. And that's the first time I said it out loud, but it's like, do I, if, uh, <laughs> if, I just want I just want the world to know like who I am and I want like who I really am mm -hmm. and I like who I just want them to know that at the end of the day this man did everything he could to provide and love his family and that's all I give a fuck about I don't care like who I pissed off in, in the MMA world you know I don't care if I get you know knocked out against Counterman which I won't you know, I don't care, like, if I get a name called or anything or uh, weird or annoying or, you know, things like that. I don't care because at the end of the day, I go to my house and I go to a house full of love and I have a wife who knows who I am. And I have these two boys who I can, you know, show them how to be like real and learn from my mistakes. Like, I know I pissed off a lot of people. I'm done saying I'm sorry to them because... I, you know what I mean? I've it, I've said it a hundred times, um, but it's like there's still people, and that's why, like again, I stay off social media, bro, because like there's people all day who will post the most coolest thing anyone could do is turn their life around and get their shit together, and then you'll be like, yo, I got my shit together since you posted that meme and you own that gym. Can I train with you, please? Like I really like would love to. Yeah. No. Okay. Thank you. So it's like social media is full of shit. You know what I mean? So it's just the highlight reel for everybody. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not real. But, man, I'll, I'll tell you what, dude. I mean, you have a clear focus uh, where you're working towards. It's super admirable. Absolutely, dude. Um, 
your health is for sure the most important. Yeah, thing, we're so. working on buying a property right now, um, like probably dropping like 15K, like somewhere near a river. So that way we can like, we I can nice. have a place to go to like on the move. weekends and it's a good move. be away. Yeah, yeah, dude, just to get away from people. It's a good move. But yeah, man, so I think I think you're... Um, You've been a, a, a misunderstood figure in the St. Louis area, dude. But fuck, dude, I'm really glad we were able to sit here and talk, and, and I can figure out more about Devin because you're a good dude, man. You know, focus on your health and your family. But it seems like you're on the path. Yeah, I um, like like I said, I uh, I'm gonna stick to jujitsu. Like one thing, um, like I have a lot of people like I reach out to like when I'm in like a difficult mindset or anything and like uh I'll name like Jordan Dowdy he's a good he's a good dude mm-hmm. like I'll turn to him for advice like just straight on the money like bullshit like like hey hit me with it hard what the fuck should I do like in this situation he will shoot you straight yeah and uh one thing he checked on me after my fight and he was like hey just focus on yourself and fucking um uh, go ahead and put time on the mats and jujitsu because those once you get that belt, no one can take those belts away from you. And I was like, sure. And then I took a boxing match, <laughs> but it's like that bo- uh, that boxing match is a whole other story how that came up, dude. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I mean, so the intention is just to keep on boxing, then. Dude, you made me like go down a rabbit hole that I didn't even realize I did. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna go home and talk to my wife. Yeah. Well, hey, think about it, dude. Um, this is we're actually right coming up on an hour and a half. Yeah. So. No, I don't want to take. Thank you for having me yeah, on. Yeah. Let's wrap this up, Devin. Thank you again, my man. Again, I feel like you've been so misunderstood. I'm really glad we were able to like sit down and have this conversation and get some clarity on who Mr. Devin Anderson is. Yeah. As I put, just I took that. I just <laughs> I I just listen. If anyone cares, Kelly killed it. So <laughs> Kelly killed the kayfabe, and uh, she was literally the nail in the coffin. I had literally everyone telling me to just stop, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stop. Yeah. Well, dude, I appreciate you stopping by. Thank you for um, having me. Is on. there anything you wanted to direct people towards or anything? I think check you out, follow uh, you? No, no, and no. Social? I deleted all my socials okay. uh, when my stomach issues flared back up. Social um, media sucks anyway. If uh, Go check out your local mixed martial arts gym. Um Go follow Stay, Stay Strange Donuts. I'm going to hit them up. Um, let's see here. Thank you again, Adam. Like, seriously, God bless you, man. And um, just uh, stay safe to everyone out there, man. Dude, thanks again, my man. All right, everybody. Bye. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Again, if you are getting value out of the show, just do me a solid. Bring us a friend. Bring us one friend. If you share the show and you bring us one friend each time you are getting value or you're thinking about something differently, we can continue to grow and help others gain a new perspective. So that's all I have for now. We will be back very soon with another episode. Just keep being rad humans. I love you. I'll see you next time. Bye.